Vibrations Podcast, Part 6, Jacqueline Lung. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman, and this is my weekly podcast called Vibrations. Established in 2018, Vibe is a book and music shop situated in Moi Wo on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. So what's been happening at the shop over the past week? Well, we've continued to receive both book and CD donations, and it's a constant struggle to keep on top of them. But being gifted stock and all good quality, we're very grateful. Thank you. Bay Media, the Lantau-based publishing company, which includes Life on Lantau and Around DB publications, are now under new ownership. We've always had great support from them and a good ongoing working relationship. So here's a shout-out to MD Philip J, Rachel Ainsley, Elizabeth Jarabek and Jan Yummel and their teams to keep up the good work, guys. Having interviewed Denkwa for last week's podcast, she gave an amazing performance for our third Tiny Desk gig at Vibe last Saturday. You can watch it via our usual channels, Facebook, Vimeo, SoundCloud, YouTube and a few other streaming platforms. This week's shout-out to a local Lantau business goes to Thai Palin Massage. Having a dodgy back, I've been going there weekly for over 10 years now and it's kept me in good shape. They're located opposite the Welcome Supermarket on Gan Kwong Wan Road. They're open 11am till 11pm daily. And next week we hope to interview its owner, Nell Palin. And now on to the music, which relates to this week's interview with Jacqueline Lung. Based on Lantau Island, Jacqueline Lung is a concert pianist. She's worked with distinguished musicians including Robert Aitken, Jasmine Choi, Trey Lee and Yestin Davis. She has frequently served as a jury member at competitions, such as the Steinway Youth Competition, the Second Thailand International Mozart Competition, and the Japan Piara International Piano Competition for Hong Kong. Since 2013, she has worked as a specialist piano presenter and masterclass teacher for the Trinity College London Exam Board, presenting in Asia. Lung is a laureate of the Antenna 2 Prize, awarded by the National Classical Music Radio Station in Portugal, resulting in a live solo recital broadcast on national radio in 2015. She's produced two CDs, In Sunshine or In Shadow, recorded in Vienna in 2017, and That's the Berries, New York Nights, recorded in New York in 2019. Uh, welcome to Vive, Jackie. Thanks, Gary. So, um, before we get started, I just want to ask you something. So, Phil told me last night that you don't like piano music. Uh, did he say that? Yes. So, do you? Um, well, um, uh, wait a minute, this is my show. Don't I get to ask the questions? No, you answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's wait till it's your show and you're All interviewing right. me and then right. maybe we'll find <laughs> out. All right, okay. <laughs> okay, so kicking off, um, what got you into piano music? Um, for as long as I can remember, piano has been part of my life, really. Um, when I was born my uh, house I guess my parents house had a piano so um, and my mum played the piano a bit when she was pregnant with me so I guess when yeah. I was able to move <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was able to climb I just kind of uh, bashed around on the piano wow yeah I wonder if there's anything in that you got that sort of vibe as your mum was I, playing piano I think you, so really... yeah and they got wow. into this thing where they would play me um, 
a CD, not not a CD then. Yes, <laughs> a, yeah. a cassette a ca- right. of piano music when yeah. I go to sleep. So I think I really just grew up absorbing all this piano music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, so maybe I should have had that, and then I would be yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. interesting. So that was your sort of early years. You're yeah. obviously very piano orientated. Where where did it go to from there? Well, um, I did primary school in Hong Kong in Causeway Bay, and then I went to Wells Cathedral School in Somerset, which is a specialist music school. And I had quite an intensive training there. And then for music college, I went to the Royal Academy of Music in London. Nice. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So you really followed quite a classic route and from Hong Kong to the UK. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you want to pursue the piano seriously you really need to start the training early I started when I was um, four when I was almost five and you really need to put in the hours of practice um, and uh, train all those muscles and your uh, you know listening skills and all that very early on so it's you know it it takes years literally to master the piano yeah And, and just actually going back so how was your mum an accomplished piano player or no she was an aspiring amateur okay. piano player she uh she didn't get a chance to learn when she was younger um and then she's from taiwan so they uh really didn't have the kind of financial resources to yeah. afford a piano and when she got married and she moved to hong kong i think somehow yeah. my dad or someone you know gave us a piano or bought a piano cheaply and she played and took some lessons but by then she was already an adult so it's yeah difficult to become really advanced yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and i guess having children then took away the focus from it i guess yeah yeah okay so you're in somerset and and wells and then Mm -hmm. and then off into london Mm -hmm. where did it go to from there um, after that, I went to the States, actually. I went to uh, America, uh, Texas, uh, Fort Worth, Texas. It seems like an unusual choice, but um, basically the university is really well known for piano training and they gave really generous scholarships. Maybe because Texas, you know, they have all that oil yeah. money and stuff. And yeah. um, so I got an assistantship. Uh, so I worked as an accompanist there as well and um, because it was kind of not as uh, happening as London uh, I actually stayed in the uni a lot and I practiced a lot and I went to the library a lot I read a lot more about music and uh, and then I felt like I actually really got into it then yes because yeah. I mean I I'd been doing it all my life and I've been told you know you're good but um, I just kind of really fell in love with yeah. the piano when I did my master's. Okay, mm. so yeah. it was your master's that you did in Texas? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. so what sort of age group would that be that, that uh, by that time? Early 20s. Early 20s. Mm. Yeah. So already by then you'd probably been going for 20 years. Yeah, I know, and increased, scary. <laughs> It is, wow, you know, yeah. I, that's what it takes. Yeah, you know. and I'm still, you know, trying to master it. Yes, <laughs> I still, yeah. I think there's, you know, it's a never-ending uh, road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is it. Yeah, I mean, they talk about the ten thousand hours. Mm. Do you do you feel that you've done your ten thousand hours to become an expert in this thing, or do you not look at it in that term? <laughs> oh well, that was actually my pitch for my first 
CD uh, in Sunshine or in Shadow because I got the funding from Kickstarter. Okay. And uh, my pitch was like, I, I've now done 10,000 hours of practice ah. and I really want to release an album. Will you support me? So that's okay. how I got all the funding for the first one. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, apart from just the hours, it takes a lot of, um, you know, support from parents, teachers, and yeah. like whether you practice in the right way is essential too it's not yes. just you know practicing like a robot it's not gonna help yeah, really. yeah yeah i guess you've got to stretch yourself in different pieces yeah. and yeah and, and you've got to and, uh, read yeah. a lot uh yeah. understand the culture the history and you've got to listen a lot so it's not yeah. just about moving the fingers it's a you know an all-rounded yeah. thing because it's a cultural yeah thing, okay right? yeah. yeah and 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 so having done that sort of apprenticeship i suppose mm -hmm. that sort of educational background mm -hmm. then that's taken you into the next part of your life yeah, which yeah. is some some gigs i guess somewhere uh, what yeah sort of, i mean um, um for a career in music it's hard to tell you know which path you would yeah, yeah. follow because it really depends on who you meet and how you do in a concert and yeah. whether you get invited back. So I kind of, I've been back in Hong Kong for 12 years and okay. I've just steadily built that up. So um, at first I did kind of do some wedding gigs or uh, playing in shopping malls, but okay. I didn't feel like that was what yeah. I wanted to do. But I guess when you're just starting out, you needed the money and then yeah. you just get a chance to play. But um, so and then when I have chances to play, I, I did. And then I started collaborating with other musicians and then I made myself very active. Yes. Uh, I kept uh, taking some classes and uh, continuing to learn and Eventually, I just got more gigs and I felt yep. more confident and I started adjudicating and giving workshops to teachers and uh, doing a lot more concerts and getting invited to collaborate with other musicians who are visiting Hong Kong. Yeah. So okay. that's how it works, basically. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that word confident mm -hmm. a few times. I yeah. think that's quite key for a, a sort of an artist i mean do you feel that that's that sort of confidence goes up and goes down it's hard to keep it at a level yeah How definitely i mean we're we are human beings but i think when you get on stage especially when you play solo piano you need to feel like a warrior and yes. i think by nature i'm not that i love music i love the piano but when you get onto the stage uh you're just by yourself with a nine foot yeah. Uh, Steinway Concert Grand, for example, and uh, you've memorized all the music uh, yes. and the music, you know, the concert's like more than an hour. Yeah. It's just you and yourself, you you and your brain and your fingers. Yeah. And you know, like all your reputation depends on it. Yes. Depends on that an hour and a half. So it's, um, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's, it takes a lot of practice uh to deal with that yeah and i'm still learning about yeah. it uh, yeah. but i think it's just part of the occupation yeah, yeah i suppose it goes with the territory but i mean it's you know to remember a 90 minute piano yeah. piece yeah my god you know that's yeah. not easy yeah it's, it's crazy actually yeah and and you've it's not just remembering the notes you have got to project the right mood you have to yes. you know 
execute all the details at exactly the right time yes. and you know it's, it's a lot of things involved but i mean when you finish it's such a satisfying feeling obviously yeah. if it goes well <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you haven't got to creep out the back <laughs> yeah i mean I've, yeah, yeah. over the years i've definitely had some of those mm. where you know sometimes if you're playing a very difficult piece and uh, you've practiced a lot, you've put so much effort into it, but in the concert it just doesn't come across. Yes. And yeah. I've, I, I have walked off, you know, the stages like in absolute tears and everything. Oh I think it, yeah. it's just part of the journey, and being a concert pianist is really tough. Yeah. 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 It's quite a, quite a lonely job, I suppose, in a yeah. way. You know, you're a soloist. You're there yeah. in front of hundreds maybe thousands yeah. of people yeah I mean, do you do you see the crowd when you're there or you're just totally you in the the cockpit of the piano as it were i think for me uh that would be the way to think just really concentrate yeah. on the music and making every note sound beautiful and meaningful yeah. i mean some people are born performers and they only uh become on fire when they yes. are in front of an audience and um but for me it's a bit different so i i need to i have this constant battle of you know uh, you have to deal with your nerves you have got to be mm. so on top of the music that even if you're nervous you can still yes, you know still play perform. it <laughs> successfully yeah, yeah yeah very tough i yeah. definitely not in that <laughs> league so i mean yeah. the first time i ever saw you play piano was in front of the canadian ambassador oh, no yeah. less you know a year or two ago <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and very impressive you know big steinway piano was it and uh, um, yeah and and yeah great performance yeah, for everybody yeah. there and that was more i think that must have been very nerve-wracking because it seemed quite intimate you know yeah there we all were maybe 50 of us you know mm. in a smallish room but with great acoustics yeah but i i like that kind of setting because i really feel that i can connect with the audience afterwards yeah. whereas in a big concert hall people might really enjoy or they might not uh, enjoy your playing but afterwards you just go to backstage and then you pack your bags and then and then you go yeah. home or you go to a hotel but whereas you know in these smaller venues you usually get to chat with yeah. the audience and then they can tell you what you think i think uh, for me i really love that format okay yeah okay mm-hmm well l let's hope you get a lot more of those then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay so then um you know, hugely impressive. So that you've then gone on to produce two CDs, mm -hmm. just from your own, um, you know, motivations, I suppose. Yeah. The first one, in sunshine and in shadow, mm -hmm. 2017. Mm. Um, what was the thinking behind that? That journey that you took to to create that. What motivated you to do that? Oh, I've wanted to record an album for so long, and I had a goal to do it by a certain age. But when I reached that age, I wasn't able to do it I, I mean I didn't have the financial resources and 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 so on to do it but and then um Kickstarter uh came into fashion I guess yes. and that was the yeah. you know thing people did and then I thought part of what I want to do especially in Hong Kong is um promote piano and classical music in a way so that um, it's not scary. It's yes. not like a niche thing. So yeah. I really want to make it accessible to everyone. So my um, artistic direction for the first one, I guess, was just to 
uh, choose tracks with great melodies. So I, I chose a track yeah. to suit every mood. If we're to put on a song now for mm-hmm. the for the listeners, yeah. uh, which one would you choose um, for us to play? I would choose track three, Irish tune from County Derry, because it actually uh, takes the tune of Danny Boy. Okay. Uh, which everyone knows, and yeah. it's an arrangement by Australian composer Percy Granger.
moving on mm-hmm. to your second CD. Yeah. So th- two years later, you yeah. decide it's time for the second one. I'm on a roll. <laughs> what, what, what was the process there? Well, I've always loved Gershwin and it has got to uh, do with my love for literature because I did English A-level and I studied The Great Gatsby as a ah, text. Okay. And, you know, that's all about the jazz age yes. and everything, like having fun. And yeah. I just, like, was totally inanimate, you know, inanimate um, by this period. And... Uh, and then I started to play some Gershwin pieces when I was in my teenage years too, and I've always found that I really enjoy them. Right. And I sung, I got rhythm in choirs, and I okay. like never got it out of my head. Like if I get a chance to play it, I wanted to, but uh, I didn't know there was a piano solo version. I want. I really wanted to go to mm. New York. I've been before, but I've wanted to experience it again. Yeah. And partly also because um, for tracks twenty to twenty-five is uh, a set of pieces called "Souvenirs" by Samuel Barber, and they're inspired by the Plaza Hotel next to Central Park in ah, New York, okay. and um, the tea room called the yeah. Palm Court where Samuel Barber. Uh, went for tea with his mother when he was younger okay. it's still there and it looks exactly the same wow. and it's a beautiful stained glass ceiling and yes. i really wanted to go and yeah. uh experience it and take pictures yes, yes um and which i have included some pictures in my album so it's like a kind Ooh, of comprehensive okay. thing and and gershwin was born in new york he spent a lot of time in new york right. in the party scene and i felt you know i wanted to go to some jazz clubs and yes. everything and yeah. uh, just to experience the city yeah. if you were to choose a track for us to listen to now which one would you choose for us i think i would choose track 15 i got rhythm because it's oh, very energetic yeah, yeah. even i and it's very one. happy Okay, and you can buy both of those CDs at Vibe, of course, mm-hmm. um, or you can download them on the iTunes Store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can also stream them on yeah. Spotify, Deezer, and most other yeah, platforms. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Jackie. Great um, interview. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it for another week. 
Thanks for listening to the Sixth Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. Do you get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world. They must have held their breath. Afraid it would disappear before they could touch it.